Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I'm here with Scott Freeman and Scott Mazinga. We want to thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, welcome to Community Group Training. The goal of Community Group Training is to address challenges that group leaders face regularly and to help them feel competent to equip their groups well. Today we're talking about generosity, how to best think about it during the holiday season, and how to lead our groups to think well about this important topic. Thanks, Chris. Uh, as most of you as leaders are aware, our goal is to focus equal time and energy as we lead our community groups on each of the six core values. So we spend equal time and energy talking about being biblically oriented as we do on being relationally connected, as we do on being courageously generous. And as we have talked with leaders, as we have surveyed um, you guys, the one core value that seems to be the most difficult to address as a community group leader is the area of being courageously generous. So we have uh, Scott Mazingo here, who is our pastor of generosity and culture. Scott, why don't you start by just kind of giving us a definition of what courageous generosity looks like? And thanks again for having me. I think this is a great discussion. It is really around the idea that we manage, that we don't own the resources that God has given us. So it's managing not owning the resources that God has given us and using them, God's resources, for God's purposes. That, that really is a bigger definition. That's a, that's a definition of what we might call stewardship, which really involves everything. I mean, God's yeah. given us everything. So God's given us our time. He's given us our health. He's given us our talents. And so what I've found over the years, one of the reasons why I use the term generosity in my title as opposed to stewardship is I find that people don't really have a problem talking about stewardship because there's plenty of things there other than money that we can talk about. Mm. And so we just kind of jump straight to the chase because I feel like money is an undervalued resource for um, God to use in our spiritual formation, mm. which is why we make it a core value, which is why we put it on par with biblically oriented, ministry focused, all the others. And, and so what we're trying to do is to stretch our thinking by using this adjective courageous mm -hmm. because it's such a big idea. I mean, and I would just tell you, like, I'm not a courageous giver, but I aspire to be a courageous giver. Yeah. And so that puts me in dependency with God to, to figure out what being courageous looks like. And I think why we need to have this conversation is out of all of the core values, um, we have done an incredible job in Christian culture of privatizing mm -hmm. the, the way we think about money so that we don't have to talk about it. So we may, I mean, think about, uh, we have spouses that have a hard time mm -hmm. talking about money. We have families, parents to kids never talk about money. We have multi-generational silence around money. We have more conflict around money. You may have a person, a stranger, that you pay to talk about money. Just kind of an odd <laughs> mm -hmm. scenario when we disconnected that far from the family of faith. And so what that means to me is that we are undervaluing the economy. We are not seeing God's economy of spiritual formation and life change tied to our economy around money, which is why I think we've got to break out of some paradigms and have some new conversations. Yeah, no, that's great. As you were given that definition, I was uh, just thinking of pushback that leaders or, or group members might be giving, like, you know, I'm fine to think about this on my own, but having this conversation in group, now that's a different, <laughs> a different step. Um, so why do you, why is this important for us to process in community, for us to discuss in community, and what could that maybe look like? Yeah, I think this really does challenge the, the idea that life change happens in community. Mm -hmm. 
is it life change around everything but my finances happens mm, in community? Right. I think areas where we know that we need help and, and we, have, we have seen like our, our marriages and particularly purity and sexuality, we, we've known we've needed help for over a decade now. And so we've brought those conversations out fully into the light because we know that culturally there's a huge amount of pressure where um, we're going against the grain. And I would say we have not done the same thing with finances, even though biblically, a biblical view of finances is very, very much going against the grain. Right. And so um, because we live in a culture where there's so many cultural pressures, we have just, I think, um, taken some of the world's view and made it acceptable in, in the family of faith to hold on to some of those views. Yeah. And so I think the pushback is probably because we haven't been as strategic in thinking about uh, generosity as we could. We, we think about it in terms of percentages and dollar amounts as opposed to thinking about it in more biblical ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think we'll have a chance to flesh a couple of those ideas yeah. out. Yeah. No, I mean, like uh, we would never say, well, I'll talk about everything in group, but my marriage, the topic of that's off off limits. Exactly. And, and saying that about finances or our generosity is really the same same idea. We could really discuss this topic any time of year, but we are approaching a season where giving generosity is on people's minds with Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, um, just our culture uh, of consumerism and and everything that goes on during that season. We have year-end giving coming up at the end of December. So how can we capitalize on that, uh, even the broken way that our culture does talk about it um, and help lead our people to think more fully about this core value of courageous generosity. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm glad hear me, hear me, hear me out. Like I'm mm-hmm. glad that during this time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we tend to be a little more grateful, mm-hmm. tend to be a little more others oriented. We have a very generous church as it relates to the amount of money that we are able to raise and care for the people in our church mm-hmm. and just just to run ministry. So, but here's here's what I think. We still think about generosity as an output. And so we think about it as an action. Mm-hmm. What would it take during this season to say, okay, let's capitalize on some of the energy that comes around this idea of an output and then think how could we take that output and make it more of a character quality. Mm-hmm. So, so less about an act of generosity and more about being a generous person. Make it part of your identity. Make it part of your identity. Right. Make it part of your identity as opposed to something that you do. Make it someone that you are. Mm-hmm. And, and if, we could, if we could capitalize on the, the positive momentum here at the end of the year to, to drive us to think a little bit differently, to put us in the scriptures more, then I think we could begin to see some of that transformation take place. And what I think happens is when you begin to take a step, God gives you eyes to see how to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And I think that's eventually how you gain courage Mm -hmm. is you do something that seems hard, but when you're four or five steps later down the road, that first step doesn't nearly seem as big Mm -hmm. as it does as you've moved moved forward um, in such a, a personal discipline as generosity. And so I think what happens is when you begin to free yourself from some of your resources, you begin to see all of the pressures that we feel around consumerism. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Christmas, you know, the worst part of Christmas is it's just 
all about adding value to your life by gaining stuff Mm -hmm. and giving stuff to other people for what purpose? Mm -hmm. Because you feel obligated, Mm -hmm. because you want them to like you better because you think it's going to add value to their life. Like, like once you begin to be generous, some of those presuppositions just start to get challenged of, okay, what am I really accomplishing here by buying into kind of this worldview of consumerism versus something that is a little, it's a little harder to imagine, but it's right there for us. When we think about God's kingdom, mm-hmm. when we think about God's economy, when we think about how God um, has designed the world to reflect him, to bear his image, to um, do things in this world that are in preparation for the kingdom to come, you know, kingdom come will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think we need to spend some time thinking about how we make that happen and how those values can really be in contradiction to some of the consumerism. And so you might think, well, that's a pretty heavy lift to do at Christmas time. Well, it actually, it's all around us. So it does give us an opportunity. It gives us an avenue to start having some different conversations, Mm -hmm. whether it's between husband and wife, whether it's between uh, family members, whether it's with a community group, it really does give us a chance to say, where does all this consumerism lead? And how do we square this up biblically with God's desire to see us be about kingdom purposes? Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Could you talk about what some of those conversations could look like? I mean, even just you said, like the small steps of moving so that first of the year, it becomes natural. It's who we are. Generosity is who we are versus something that we do. Yeah, I think a couple of things that come to mind. One is very simple, which is think more about others than we think about ourselves. Yeah. So be others-oriented, have an outlook oriented towards others versus an outlook oriented to self. If you combine that with just being in the Scripture mm-hmm. and then trying to see the world as God sees the world. Mm-hmm. And so what does God care about? God cares about evangelism, discipleship, and caring for the poor. When he's talking about using financial resources in this world, those are three ideas mm-hmm. that he's focusing on evangelism, discipleship, and care for the poor. So how does God's values align with what we see marketed to us Mm -hmm. during the holiday season? And so I think just even raising that kind of question, Mm. even even going to the scriptures with some of the um, passages that are comparing the anxiousness that we feel in our lives about not being able to, to have what we need and how... God speaks into that and how anxiety and material goods are connected. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big thing. How spiritual growth is tied to being generous people. Mm-hmm. How God's character is tied to generosity and how us being transformed into God's character is tied to generosity. Mm-hmm. And and so I heard a young man recently and he's been doing some scriptural research. Uh, we've been in this conversation. He was with a group of guys. They were reading some books together and he just said, you know, I... I'm afraid I am being sucked into a lifestyle that looks more like the rich young ruler Mm. than the person of Christ. Mm. And it scared him. And so the first step for him was to just admit that. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I, I think the only way out of this is uh, I just got to be more generous. I just got to give more stuff away Mm. and, and lessen that control of that consumerism over his life by uh, not letting it 
consume him. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the funny word about consumerism is it can be consuming. Mm-hmm. And, and so that yeah. type of vulnerability and honesty and not trying to find a formula. Yeah. That's what I, that's another thing I would say is or not trying to find a, <laughs> a, a percentage, a mm-hmm. formula, but just having honest conversations and those honest conversations, I think they start through a different paradigm, which mm-hmm. is, Hey, what is, what does God say? Not so much about finances, um, as it relates to like my personal mm-hmm. budget and financial um, techniques and steps, but more about how the resources that God has given me align with God's economy. That's good. And if we just had a few of those conversations, I think it would be very disruptive mm-hmm. and very unsettling, and it would put people in a place to be dependent on God. That's good. So that's great, Scott Mazingo. So we created some things for our church to help our leaders take some initiative and have conversations. Scott Freeman, could you share what some of those things are? Sure. You know, we've talked a little bit about uh, wanting generosity to be a way of life and a year-round discipline rather than just being a seasonal thing. We do have the Christmas Eve offering that we take up. It feels unique, and it does feel seasonal because that's, you know, the holiday season Mm -hmm. is when we do this. It's the one time a year we pass the plate, but that is really a, a way to help our members and folks closely connected to our church throughout the year. We've been able to help people pay bills such as rent, you know, utilities, repairs. We have been able to help folks travel for funerals across the country that wouldn't have been able to get there any other way. Mm-hmm. People have unexpected illnesses. They have medical bills and things that come up and they have need for counseling for traumatic events that happen. And we are able to come alongside mm-hmm. uh, and help folks. And we are blown away every year by the response of our members in this offering. And so, again, this is not the uh, end all be all and the one way that you can contribute on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and say, all right, I've checked that box. We obviously want this to be a, a lifestyle and not an act, but that is one thing we have coming up that can, can be helpful in this area. That's great. So I, I really have enjoyed some of the things that you said, Scott Mazingo, about those example conversations. And there's more that could be digested in the Grace Church members podcast. So next month, we're recording this in November. So next month, Grace Church members podcast, we are dropping an episode with Scott Mazingo on some of those topics. So if you want to hear more, I would definitely say, let's go listen to that. And that can equip you as well. But going back to what you're saying about benevolence, Christmas offering, just some of the things that we do to help revisit this conversation, I think are, are so helpful for me. I mean, as, as a leader, I want to be equipped to know how to have some of these conversations even around that. So what are some other things that we need to be thinking about just in this season? What are some action steps we need to have? What are some thoughts we need to be thinking through? Yeah, I think if we could boil it all really down to one question, which is, why should I be generous? Mm-hmm. And if we answered that question with, because God was generous to us, that type of thought process does everything we need to begin to change our motivation, which moves generosity from an act to more of our identity Mm -hmm. and more of of who we are. So I would say as we have the ability and as we have the call to participate in some of these good things at the end of the year, some of these Christmas projects, benevolence, end of year giving, again, our church has been so generous and gracious over the years. I think as a leader, just taking it one additional step to say, now, why do we do this again? Mm -hmm. And and that the answer cannot be because it's the right thing or because it's a good thing. The answer is because it's a godly thing. Mm -hmm. And 
if we see how God's provision for us is shaping our discipleship through the lens of generosity, then we will we will win in this holiday season. Mm-hmm. We will we will gain um, spiritual maturity. We will gain spiritual power. We will um, resist the temptations of the world, mm-hmm. and, and we will begin to really grow into more generous people throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And so, I would just see this upcoming season as an incredible opportunity to take the action step of just having some conversations. Mm-hmm. The money is there. People are kind. People are benevolent. That's all well and good. Let's just move one more step and mm-hmm. say, now, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And when we begin to answer that question well, that's, I think, what God is looking for to then use to really stir us mm-hmm. to continue to be um, involved in good works and good deeds. Man, this has been great. Thank you, Scott Mazingo. So, Scott Freeman, as we land the plane here, is there any specific action items that our group leaders need to do with community group pastors, with communicating benevolence? events? I mean, what is there anything else we need to discuss? Yeah, it's it's likely that if you have a member of your group who has a financial need, your group life pastor is probably already aware of it. But if there is someone who does have a need that we could address through this benevolence offering at Christmas, please let them know. Uh, again, we have this throughout the year, but we do distribute some money at Christmas and, and would like to know that. And I just want to kind of finish up by saying this conversation may not start out being smooth, feeling good, being easy, uh, but I do think we are called to have difficult conversations, to challenge our group members, and so I just encourage our leaders to start the process, and I think good fruit will come from it. And that's great. Well, Scott and Scott, thank you very much for today. This has been challenging and also encouraging. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to a Group Life staff member or email us at grouplife at gracechurchsc.org and we'll get you taken care of. Thanks for joining us today and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.